Wall Street is now online, baby. That's right. Visit the GW District. Shop the very best in men's and women's apparel and accessories, home decor, office supplies, books, pantry items, and so much more. The GW District is a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. We're both veteran and black-owned, and we're bringing you the best online shopping experience with products made by small businesses. Come and experience the GW District difference today at shopgwdistrict.com. That's shopgwdistrict.com. The GW District, a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. That's right. That's right. How you doing, sir? I'm hanging in there. How you doing, bud? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. And I see that the mag is doing very well. (laughs) Doing better this month than it did in January. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. I think everyone had like a slow month for January. You know, period. It's kind of crazy. Normally, the beginning of the year would be actually popping. But this year was the exact opposite. Because I talked to a lot of girls that said, yeah, it just the year just didn't start off like it normally did. (laughs) No, January was a... January was like a complete bust, but my January stats included uh, the Christmas issue too, because the Christmas issue went out on the 24th of December and stayed until like around the 14th of January. So then the January issue was only from uh, like the 15th to the 30th -hmm. or no, actually the 7th of February. So yeah, so it wasn't, it, it didn't get the exposure. The Christmas edition never Never sells that good. That's why I did away with all that. We just went to, I just switched it up to thirteen issues instead of, uh, instead of six. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because I mean, even from from following your feed, man, y'all got some hot shit in the pages. <laughs> Threesomes, and I see that my homegirl Lily Craven is, is one of the cover girls. Um. Shouts out to Lily Craven, what have you. I, I supposed to hook up with her later on this week and stuff, man. I've been, I've been seeing a lot of girls. You've been hooked up with a lot of girls, especially on the American side lately. Yeah, well, I got I got connected with uh, Adult Time in Canada and uh, with also with Vixen and, and that group there, Vixen Media. Yeah. So they give me all of their they give me all their press releases every day. Oh snap! Now that yeah. is interesting. Yeah. So look, let me let me do these particulars, and we can get into all of that. All right? Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor. The perfect we're trying to start their own podcast career. Download the Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm and sign up and start podcast today. I'm your host, Kevin Alba, Suffer Champ, a.k.a. The Point Rap Star. Find all my links in one place, allmylinks.com backslash Star. We have three wonderful sponsors to tell you about, the first one being the Facebook and LS community, lsworld.com. Number two, one of the hottest magazines in the world right now, and one of our sponsors in which he's going to introduce himself in a minute, eroticismmagazine.com. Go there today, get yourself a monthly subscription, get it paperback, or get it digital. And excitebunny.com. For you content creators, 90% profit. Plus, they offer healthcare. And for you people that are consumers, you can see the hottest ladies in the business doing some of the freakiest shit. You can subscribe or do the paywall. And it's like OnlyFans, but just fucking better. And we also a proud member of the GW District Black Podcast Network. 
while you're there, get some shopping done. You get the opportunity to buy products from over 500 black-owned shops and retailers. So go to shopgwdistrict.com, buy black, support black businesses, create the journey. Support black businesses. Basically, buy black, buy black, buy black products from black companies. Okay, let's go there because I'm getting tongue tied and I'm a little tired. So forgive me. Also, <laughs> also check it out. You ain't never lied. It's just like these intros getting longer and longer every time I talk to you, don't they? But yeah. uh, <laughs> and last but not least, check me out on SkyhawkAfterDarkTV.com. Now, like I said, I am here with. One of our wonderful sponsors, Eroticism Magazine, CEO and number one photographer. Please tell him who you are. Hey, this is Kevin, uh, a.k.a. the Erotic Photographer from Eroticism Magazine. Hello, guys. Second time on the show. Thank you, Bobby. Most definitely. And it's been a minute because I was like, wait a second. I, I thought about it. I said, damn, it's, it's been a couple of a couple of strong months since we last talked. <laughs> you it's know, and thank you for being a sponsor to the podcast, um, and 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 also that episode that we did because, like I said, it was a lot of people liked it. You know, a lot of people liked it. A lot of people tune in to to it or what have you, and everything. And um, now, 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 how did you hook up with AdultTime.com? I mean, Adult Time. And explain to everybody who they are and how they are important to the scheme of what you do. Well, I mean, adult time is, uh, for those of you don't, that don't know, adult time is like the Netflix uh, for adult entertainment. It's streaming video. Um, and Brie Mills, I don't know if any of you know Brie Mills. She's uh, incredible. She was an actress. She's also a, uh, a producer, and she's the founder and the, the chief uh, marketing officer for Adult Time. Now, <clears throat> Brie is hooked up with all of the big studios like Vixen, um, and, and she has her own studios, and they do this really cool content. So I got hooked up with them, and we publish on our website on eroticismmagazine.com. We publish there the releases that are coming out. You know, and they have series, just like you would be watching a soap opera on TV or a, a television series or on Netflix or something. They, they're doing the same thing. They're doing series like they have accidental gangbang. And, 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 and it's just really cool. And it's really oh, cool. So that is we, so cool because I was wondering, was there a adult film streaming service? Not necessarily pay-per-view, but a straight up streaming service. This is cool. Yeah, and it's the number one. It's the number one streaming service for adult content, but there are others. There's others out there as well, and uh, you know. But as far as the amount of contact, fifth content, fifty-eight thousand videos online right now, mm -hmm. and they're always coming out with something new, which is which is really great because Brie Mills has this incredible brain that just works. <laughs> mm -hmm. It just works the adult content and it, it's great. So yeah, that's how, that's how we got hooked up. Um, and actually it was thanks to uh, the PR department, Brian Gross, who was the one that connected us with them, who also uh, connected me with a couple of other artists out there and, and uh, you know, like miles mills. And uh, so, yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff going on this year here at the magazine, apart from everything else. Okay. Most definitely. I mean, today is very, interesting because um you don't hear a lot about adult stream services 
You know what I'm saying? No. Um, especially to where just the, because for what I'm seeing here, it's really the top companies that deal with it. So it's not easy for just the average person to even get in on these 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 platforms to begin with. No, it's not an open platform. Adult Time and Smutty Flicks and, and, and I forget what the name of the other one is. There's there's like three or four of them out there, but Adult Time is the big one. And, and it's basically it's open only to professional uh, production companies, produ- pro- professional producers who have everything, you know, legal and above board going on there. So, you know, you yeah. really it's, it's a process for signing up. Partner with them. Basically, they tell you you basically do the press releases for their releases on their platform. Well, Brian does the actual press release, and then okay. he sends it to me, and then I publish it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And how does it so people can understand it benefits the magazine being attached um, to such a platform? Well, for one thing, we get you know when we're tweeting about what we just published, like for example, today. Um, I just published for, for a different one. You know, you've got them. They just partnered with Mixed X. Uh, Adult Time partnered with X-Mix, uh, mm-hmm. with Mixed X. And what happens is that, you know, we get, this, we get the particular scenes with the models, like in this case, Christina Shine. If, if you don't know her, she's an incredible actress mm-hmm. and producer from, uh, from Europe. And, you know, so, of course, we mention them in our tweets. We mention them in their social media, links to their content inside the press release and so what happens is that you get stars like um valentina that are that are uh that are retweeting you got uh uh, spencer bradley retweeting us you've got uh seth gamble another male porn star who's debuting on adult time as well who's been you know retweeting us so that that helps get exposure out there you know and right now we're dealing with a very small uh twitter account because Twitter uh, got rid of our big accounts, our 120,000 uh, follower accounts. They suspended because they didn't like the name eroticism. And uh, so we got screwed on that. So we started all over again, but in the U.S., mm-hmm. and, which the, the, regu- the regulations between Mexico and the U.S. are a little bit different in Twitter, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so what Twitter Mexico told us that we couldn't use the word erotic or eroticism or sex or anything in the username. So they asked us to change it. I went to change the name, and they suspended the account permanently. So, Damn. That is yeah. crazy, yo. Yeah, Twitter, Twitter is, is on its way out. It was one of the things that we were talking about in uh, December is that Financial yeah. Times published that uh, they, they thought that 2022 was going to see the end of Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. A massive drop in the valuation of it, um, the inability to sell it for what they want to earn from it, and then, mm-hmm. you know, uh, all of the bots and all of the fake accounts and all the stuff that's going on right now is creating a lot of havoc. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's a good. Go ahead. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's the the, the fun is being taken out of our business because of the censoring. Exactly. So you know, we need to look for alternative methods of of marketing, which is you know why we have. Uh, sites. Well, you know, Twitter was going to be the replacement of Twitter back a couple of years ago, and now Twitter went out of business. They closed their doors officially on March 15th. Um, but we have a new one that came on the market, which is Smuttyfy. And Smuttyfy yeah, is. I, I was saying it. I joined it the other day. Ah, uh, yeah. It's a, it's a great little platform. It kind of resembles the what you can do on Facebook, but in an adult format, no censorship. <laughs> I mean, you really, you really got, you know, you really have an opportunity there to 
to use the pictures that you want in your profile, use the pictures you want in your header. You can use whatever you want in content. And, you know, there's not a problem. You don't have, uh, you know, a bunch of 65 year old ladies that haven't gotten laid in a long time that are streaming through your content and decide <laughs> what's good and what's not, you know? Mm-hmm. True, true, true. Yeah, because, um, because even from talking to, to different webcamers and stuff like that, it's just like navigating how to promote and even to where you put your content has become now a, a, a damn near game of chess almost. <laughs> so it's, I'm just like, yo, this is like freaking crazy. You know what I'm saying? So um, with you, because like I said, I noticed that you have, how did you hook up with Lily Craven? Um, through another, uh, through a photographer, uh, a photographer and a, and a writer uh, by the name of uh, Michael McGrath. Um, he was the one who contacted me and and asked me if if I would be willing to publish Lily. Mm -hmm. And he did, he was the one who did the photo set for her. So, so if somebody, so do y'all accept photo sets from also photographers? We, we, I do. What's the criteria? Well, um, from the 2007, I mean, we just celebrated 15 years on February 16th. The magazine's now been live on the internet for 15 years. Um, and what happened was back in 2019, as you know, I had a stroke and uh, things got a little difficult to get out and actually do the photography myself. Then COVID hit. And so it, it became obvious that we we're going to have to open it up to model submissions, to photographer submissions. And I always wanted to get a variety of photographers and, and people with different perspectives coming, you know, coming and participating, give them a forum where they can, you know, show off their work. Maybe they've never been published before. Um, you know, maybe their models have never been published before and they want to be published. So I opened it up in uh, 2020 mm-hmm. to, uh, to, to, you know, open to, to photographers and artists as well. We've had artist contribution contri- contributions like, Dirk Hooper, who's a great BDSM uh, artist from the U.S. Uh, Dirk has been, uh, has just ported to it. There was a guy from Philadelphia who's also given us erotic art and a Mexican guy who lives in Las Vegas. So it's been quite a bit, you know, uh, been getting quite a bit of variety of people contributing to the magazine. Yeah, because, um, because I know there's photographers that would love to submit their work to you. You know, period. So, where's the quality of? Okay, how can I put this? When people submit their stuff to you, what do you look at when it comes to the girl that they're submitting, as well as the actual quality of the photo shoot itself? Well, I think it's more important the quality of the the shoot and the quality of the images, the production, and the the uh, image quality one thing that people don't understand and even i've had an issue with some professional photographers is that for for uh, editorial photography whether it's digital or whether it's for print um the the publishers require a minimum of 300 dpi so Mm -hmm. it's a 300 pixel resolution minimum the photo Mm -hmm. size has to be you know cuttable to eight by eight and a half by eleven Mm-hmm. And it, it should be good quality photography. Should be good production. The model should look good. Um, and have I turned anybody you should, away? Uh, use some photo sets. <laughs> That's why. What's I, that? I say I'm a photographer. I'm thinking about some use some photo sets. But anyway, but go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, no, that, that that's basically what it is. And I think the thing that most people don't understand is 
is when they, when, if you're a photographer and you've never done editorial before, then maybe you don't know this, but when you go, when you go and you're save, you're working in Photoshop, let's say, and you're working on an image and then you go to save that image. If you save it using the typical, you know, save for web, that gives yes. you a 72 pixel image. Yeah. I don't care yeah. how big the image is. You can make it. A it's still, not, it's still not going to look good. It, yeah. It's still, yeah, it's still not acceptable. And yeah, this is what even, happens with the telephones. The telephones, uh, when yeah. they take the picture, they, they uh, condense it or they compress the image so that it doesn't take up so much space. And you lose the color quality and you lose the uh, editable quality. So that's why I encourage everybody to shoot in raw. That's the, the rule number one. If you're going to contribute and you've read, or you haven't already shot, shoot in raw. Because if you shoot in raw, they're very editable. You can you can cut, you get exactly what you're looking for, and we and that's what that's basically what I'm that what, what I'm looking for. Yeah, because like, usually because usually when they do the photo shoots, the, like even when I submitted stuff to magazines back in the day, they said send me the original. Don't send me when you compressed it or what have you. Send me the actual shit that you got off the camera, because that is as pure as it get, and that is high as the mass picture as you can get. Exactly, and, and they're able to downsize and edit it or what have you that's need be versus, yeah, it's no different than when you shoot porn. When they talk about masters or what have you, the actual, the closest you get to firsthand is actually the when, when you first download the actual file from the camera. Correct. That's and the original. It's that yeah, always yeah. a master. Yeah. So that's so, so with that, that's where you know what I'm saying so for some of the people that, that 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 do porn or understand porn, that's the equivalent. Is that when you send those pictures in, they want them as big as possible so they can work with them. And plus, it's in, it's 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 in its raw original form. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and what you know, the other thing is is that what some photographers don't understand, you know, new photographers that are that are maybe picking it up as a hobby. And so they're shooting escorts or they're shooting erotic models or they're shooting girls or whatever they're doing. And they bought their camera and they've got it, but they never really looked into their settings on the camera. It's really important that when you go into your menu and for the images, there's two, two things to remember. If you're shooting video on the same camera, if you're shooting video on a DSLR and you go in there and you've got your video settings and your image settings set to 1920 by 1080, no matter how you turn your camera, vertical or horizontal, you're going to get 1920 by 1080. These are not useful in, in what we do. We need the full-size image. It's a, it's a um, 16 to 10 ratio, a little bit bigger than 16 to 9. And um, I just had that with a, with a photographer. Um, well, it's a husband of, the, of a model, and she, he sent me his work. The images were big and everything. They were unedited, but he saved them in JPEG format, not mm -hmm. in RAW format. So they lost all of the editability, you know, the creative editability. And, and apart from that, um, when he set the format up on his camera, he had it set up for 1920 by 1080. That gives you a small, that gives you a small image in size. It could be 300 DPI, but it's a small image. So when we go to put it in the magazine, it gets enlarged. And so when in the process of enlarging, sometimes you get pixelation, depending on the overall quality of the image. The other, so it's really important to make sure that your camera is set to JPEG and RAW or just to RAW. 
if you don't want to process your images post, you just want to take them and see them, then you set yours to raw and JPEG. And that way you get one image in JPEG, one image in raw, and then you don't have a problem. But nowadays, the good news for some people is nowadays after iPhone and, and I don't know what other, when Android came out with it, but iPhone came out with it in their, in their iOS update uh, 14.5. You can now select to shoot pro raw in your iPhone. So whether you have an iPhone 6S, iPhone 7 or above, you can go in and you can change the settings to, to pro res, uh, to pro raw. And that'll give you raw images. Now these images are enormous. And the average image could be about 50 megabytes per image. But it gives you the opportunity to use your iPhone to take high-quality images. This is great, especially for content creators, webcam models, um, girls that are doing their own thing on OnlyFans or whatever platform they happen to be on. So it's kind of, it's kind of a – it was a cool thing that they came out. I really hate the fact that telephones have cameras. <laughs> but sometimes they, sometimes they do come in handy. I still have my old Motorola flip phone and, and, uh, you know, I was, I was really stubborn about switching over to a smartphone. <laughs> yeah. Phones shouldn't have cameras and they shouldn't shoot video. They should talk. And, uh, but then the internet kind of changed everything, you know? Yeah. Because even to the point that even no matter how good uh, that camera that that phone has, it don't be the regular camera because of the size of the lens. You're not going to get yeah. everything. Yeah, and the quality of the lens. I mean, people think that they can go out and buy a you know four thousand dollar camera, and it's going to shoot better than a thousand dollar camera. But if you're using the same lens on a thousand dollar camera as you are on a four thousand dollar camera, you're going to get the same quality of photo. You yeah. want to get you want to make your best investment in lenses. Lenses are absolutely the most I would say the most important part if you're going to be shooting high quality image. Mm-hmm. Most definitely, most definitely. So now, if models wanted to work with you, okay, how would that work out? Like, for example, let's say she had a photographer disposal. She wants to be in the magazine. What, what, um, how would she reach you, and what do you look for in your models to be in your magazine? Because I see that you actually look for a specific type to a certain extent. Well, no. <laughs> it may have looked like that because... Being in Mexico, I had uh, a ton of Latin models, you know, mm-hmm. but I also shot in Mexico. I brought a girl from Russia. Um, I've had a girl from the Czech Republic. Uh, and then, but um, over the years, over the first 14, 13 years of the magazine, the majority of our models were, were Latin, Latin American. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but it was a wide variety, everything from hot wives to, to swingers, to porn stars, to escorts. It was a wide variety. I, I left it open to anybody that wanted to participate, could participate. Okay. I, I, you know, because you, you got to present an overall view of everybody. I mean, I love very pretty girls, you know, young. It's what makes the magazine sell. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, so now, they, they, because, because, of course, you know, you had some American models of, as well as European different countries. Now, of course, I got to ask the hard question. Um, are you looking for ebony models, black models? Oh, yeah. Black, Asian, uh, Caucasian. I mean, I've been, I've been pounding the pavement looking for a, 
for a nice young black girl to get in on the on the action over here. Asian <laughs> models. You know, I have a, I have a black girl. She's a black Dutch girl, and mm -hmm. she, she agreed to, to come in the magazine, and then she couldn't. I don't know, something mm -hmm. happened with the photographer that was going to shoot her. She's in Holland, so it was going to be tough. And then I had an American girl uh, who also wanted to be in the magazine. She was going to be in March. And mm. she, actually, she actually paid to travel to Florida to shoot with a particular photographer. But mm. the photographer got a little, he got a little handsy, so to speak. Um, you know, and he thought that you know, just because she did, did adult content, and I mean, basically, she's a webcam model and she's got an OnlyFans page. So he thought it was okay. You know, I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, tell her I want to fuck her. And mm -hmm. so, of course, she was a little disappointed. And when she went back, you know, she, of course, she rejected him. And mm -hmm. when she came back, when she got back home, she contacted me and she was like, you know, that really freaked her out. And uh, she told the guy that she didn't like what he did. And so when she asked him for the photos for the magazine, he said, no, I'm only going to send you five photos. <laughs> So, oh, God. yeah. So, I mean, you, you pay your trip, you pay your trip from the Midwest down to Florida and, you know, you pay for a hotel and you do a shoot with a guy that you have to pay. And mm -hmm. then the guy isn't going to give you the material that you, that you wanted. Even if you no, pay, it's kind of messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't no contract, no, nothing except like a verbal agreement. And so, I mean, I was just like, really, I was really like, okay, do I call the guy myself and give him shit or because he took, I guess he took a lot of photos before he made it his advance. But uh, I yeah. mean, she was nervous to stay in the hotel. She asked him to change her room while she was there because she thought the guy was that, you yeah. know. So, I mean, it's, you know, hey, it's not that the photographers don't screw models, but it's just the way you handle it. You know, it's the way it's, the way it's done. You never mix pleasure and, and business. If the model leaves, the business is done. You, she received her photos. You received your money. And mm -hmm. she comes back and she wants to have a little something more. That's different, yeah. you know, but you don't. As yeah, a because a lot of, but see, I always said this, though. A lot of motherfuckers in this business is gumps because they use this business to get pussy because they can't get <laughs> pussy in their, in, in, seriously, in their own lives, whether they're a male time producer or a photographer. Because I remember my mentor, photographer guy, told me photographer always get the pussy. And I said, well, why? He said, Cause think about it. You're making her feel beautiful, look beautiful, and look sexy. And he said, don't get it twisted. He said, a lot of photographers try to take advantage of that. But if she wants to fuck you, she's going she gonna to want to fuck you. It ain't exactly. it, it, gonna come it, back. Yeah. But, um, but it was like, but it, like I said, with him, and see, the sad part is with photographers like that, it makes the girl have PSD to where she thinks all photographers are like that. Exactly. It makes it the next guy because people don't realize how much in this business we pay for the last person's sin. Oh, of course, you know? and it, it's all it all comes back on our reputation. And and uh, you know the thing is that with in photography, no matter what kind of photography you do, whether you're doing weddings, you're doing uh, events, you're doing models, you're doing porn, it's all about reputation because mm -hmm. you know one bad comment can destroy your business. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's true or whether it's a lie. Exactly. So you want to, you know, you want to make sure that every customer that goes out your door is a hundred percent satisfied. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause I just had to ask the, the hard question, you know, 
<laughs> because because you might have some black girls that might look because see, I know you guilty. You you get you 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 catch this that because you shoot, sometimes we can't help what falls in our lap. Exactly. And, and like for example, a lot of my shoots were BBWs. That's because the BBW was willing to come to North Carolina to film while the small and do content and have a site. The small girl wanted to get paid astronomical money for their work. You know, period. But the first thing when I help a small girl for content, she might be down, but then she look at my page and say, "Well, am I even your type?" It, it, or I don't want to be. Uh, on the same side as a BBW, which you sound so fucking funny to me, but that's a, another conversation for another day. So be it that you did have a lot of Latina girls or what have you, and even smaller girls, because I'm pretty sure you wouldn't mind shooting a BBW or two. Um, I've shot models that, that are BBWs um, yeah. for lingerie, for, for all kinds of things. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not opposed to any any type mm -hmm. of content. Nothing scares me anymore after 41 years. Nothing, nothing yeah. scares me, you know? <laughs> yeah, because I'm, but I'm just wondering, do you run into, like, if you have a model that you would love to have in a magazine, and she's not typical of what you have in a magazine, do you catch friction from that? Like, why would you want me? I see that all you have is Latinas. You no, know what I, I'm saying? I don't, I don't get that. You know what I get more often than not is it's the money. As we were saying, because I mean, it's really important for people to know that there's, there is no, we never had an upfront payment. The magazine just started selling in June of this past year. So this is all new. This is all new to me before my vanilla work, so to speak, all of my modeling and, and my, my events and all that paid for this passion of doing erotic and porn. That was what paid for it, paid, paid work, paid for all of this. And it was, the magazine was always free up until 2020. The magazine was a free magazine. So for literally for 13 years, the magazine was free to the public. And it was a great publicity place for the models. We had 8,000 viewers a month. Yeah. But and, I mean, to be honest with you, a lot of the magazines, like I remember Summer Bunnies <clears throat> back in the day, they didn't pay these chicks. No, I know these there's a lot of magazines that don't pay. Them. And to be honest with you, in the magazine world, a lot of times, the only ones that really was paying were the high-ups. Because even King Magazine, we're talking about the culture magazine, the one be showing tits and ass, they weren't paying these girls. They, they would take the picture of the girls and they get the opportunity to maybe be on the, the cover or to be in the one car. It was for the exposure. Well, that's and, exactly how the magazine started. It was an exposure thing. It was, a, it was a publicity thing for aspiring models for uh, escorts, for hot wives who wanted to get their image out there. I have a hot wife, a hot wife that I shot, and she went on to be um, the ambassador for a condom company. Um, mm -hmm. She does personal appearances. She does, she does all kinds of things now. So, you know, she went from being just a simple hot wife that went with her husband to swing clubs to being the cover of the magazine and then becoming ambassador to different products from sex toys to condoms. And yeah, because sometimes... You doing this free photo shoot, you submitting your, your shit, might, someone might see you in the magazine and it might lead to you to make more money. A lot of girls don't understand that. Sometimes it's okay to do something, especially if it's going to put you in a broader audience and introduce you to a broader audience. Exactly. This is the reason that photographers are sometimes willing to do trade for photos. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I'll put you in the magazine. I'll even make you a cover. 
you know, but you know, you have to do it for free. And I'll give yeah, you a full. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I don't see issue with it myself. No, I mean that's been that's been my issue with the uh, uh, with the American girls in particular. It's yeah. like you know the first thing out of their mouth is how much does it pay? <laughs> and and right now, I mean, there's even porn companies that are paying for solo video a solo video. They're paying three hundred dollars, you know, yeah. and and they're asking for the magazine to pay them fifteen hundred dollars. And right now, the magazine isn't even generating fifteen hundred dollars. You know, a month in income in in net income, it's it's literally less than six hundred dollars a month. It's not even enough to pay your rent or anything. But it's growing, mm-hmm. and I have faith that the magazine will grow. It's become more popular each month. You know, the the best we've ever been before. We were Oops. in November. We were I think what we were in November. We were uh, we were number seventeen. Out of two hundred and fourteen, mm-hmm. out of two hundred and fourteen magazines, and today we're number five. Yeah, and, I saw that. And it varies from month to month. It, it does. I mean, it's not a thing that hey, you know, now we're number five. We're going to be number four next month. We're going to be number two, and we're going to be number one. It doesn't work that way. It works by popularity of the issue. Yeah. So this issue may be very popular, mm-hmm. and it, which it was. It was our anniversary issue. Um, it had over four hundred pictures in it. Uh, it had eight models as opposed to just having five. And so, you know, and the model on the cover was a very, has been a very popular model from Costa Rica over the years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm going to ask, yep. ask you this. You doing the international models, do you think that benefits you more so than the Americans? Because, because it seemed like to me, you shooting international models, even though you do have some American models mixed in, the international models seem to get you more traction than that of Americans. Depends on who the American model is. You know, I mean, that's, that's basically what it boils down to. If I had the opportunity to have uh, somebody like Spencer Bradley, um, if she was on there, I mean, on the, on the cover, I would say that, yeah, it would be definitely would be a, a very well, you know, set magazine, very, very well placed in the, in the market, probably go to number two. Mm-hmm. The, the, and, and the other thing I think that the magazine has a disadvantage of after being free for so many years to suddenly being a paid magazine. And seven, 76% of our market, 76% is American. That's where our buyers are. Our second highest market is Germany and behind Germany, the UK and behind the UK, Canada. So our main market really is the American market. And the American market has really liked the Latin content but they also have been receptive to other content, you know, and mm-hmm. I think, you know, for me, for my personal likes, I've been always been, you know, non uh, nonconformant, you know, mm-hmm. even as a kid, my typical girlfriend as a teenager wasn't the all American girl next door. It was the Japanese girl. It was the Puerto Rican girl. It was the black chick that I went to Washington with. So, I mean, it was, it's always been, I've always had that thing for the non-conventional, you know, I wasn't that, I mean, I'm a blonde haired, blue eyed guy. So when I was in Brazil, I mean, when I was in Brazil, let alone the work that I did shooting girls, when I was in Brazil, I mean, I got more pussy in Brazil than, than I think ever, anywhere. Mm-hmm. I, I was on, I was on the street one time making a phone call when we had, you know, pay phones. I had to call, I had to call a model on the pay phone and, 
I stopped, and this girl, 16-year-old girl. The pay phone. That let you know how long ago it was, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. We're talking back in the 80s. And, you know, as I was making a phone call, and 16-year-old girl came up to me, and she was like, hey, hey, hey. She said, I really like you. She said, how long are you going to be here in Brazil? And I was like, oh, for a few months. And she was like, let me give you my number. Call me. And I was like, how old are you? She was like, I'm 16. And I was like, yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, Brazil was Brazil was an experience in and of, in and of itself. And I remember from back in the day, Mike in Brazil from, uh, I think it was from Bang Brothers. Mike from Bang Brothers was uh, had the Mike in Brazil show mm-hmm. that was uh, that was pouring back in the. I don't I don't think it was that far back. I don't think it was back in the eighties, but I think it was back in the nineties. I mean, I've been doing this shit way too long. Yeah, it, it dude, you 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 can tell me some shit. <laughs> they straight the fuck up. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. But shoot, so um, I know you were trying to get back over to America. How has that worked for you so far? It has. It hasn't worked so far. What happened was I had a flight back to Corpus Christi in December on December 9th and American mm-hmm. Airlines canceled my flight the week before because mm-hmm. because they had no. Uh, there were three passengers on the plane. And so they, they canceled all of the direct flights to Corpus Christi. And uh, so they wanted me to route through Dallas and have a 10-hour layover in Dallas. And, I mean, I could drive from Dallas to, to Corpus Christi in less than 10 hours. So I was like, <laughs> why, would I, why do I want to do that? You know, sit in the airport with my dog for 10 hours. I'm not going to do that. So, and then for, 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 40, and for a 45-minute flight back to Corpus Christi. So. No, I said, no, I'm not going to do that. I said, just refund the money and, and uh, I'll make other arrangements. So they were like, well, in March, we're, you know, because of spring break in March, we'll, op- we'll probably open up the uh, direct flights again. So I was like, oh, okay. And then I lost the place where I was going to live. So now I'm back to looking for a place. So if you know anybody or if anybody out there knows a place in Houston, San Antonio, Corpus Christi, uh, Colorado. <laughs> I, 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 I let my girl uh, Paisley Hayes because she's actually in Houston. So she might okay. know something. Like I said, yep. actually, if she's actually on Instagram because she has okay. a, a podcast, what have you, you should highlight her. Uh, I'll send you the link on, I'll send you the link or what have you because she's in Houston. She might can tell you where to go. And she's a podcaster as well as a model. You know, you might even want her in your magazine, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, what happened, what happens is that, uh, I don't have, I mean, I've been out of the U S for 26 years, you know, mm-hmm. completely out of the U S. So I've got no American credit. I've got no American job history. Um, I mean, my job history, I've always been self-employed. I've always been a self-employed photographer. And, uh, so I've got no bank account, no credit cards, nothing like that. Uh, because my visa expired in Mexico. I'm here as an illegal alien. <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, I really need to get out of here before they actually catch up with me and yeah, deport me. Because if they deport me, they'll deport me without my stuff, without my dog and everything. So it's just a matter of getting shit straightened out and getting out of here, finding a place to live. As soon as I get a place to live, Netflix is going to pay for my flight uh, back to the U.S. because I'm doing a documentary. with, And so they wanted me to actually stay here till. May 15th, but they said that they would pay for my flight if I w- agreed to do the, the documentary with them. Um, oh, nice. So, yeah, it's not a it's not a happy place, but it's a 
it's a it's a important story that needs to be told about uh, about sex trafficking and uh, you know assassinations of uh, escorts and things like that, the inability of the police and uh, the government to protect sex workers. Yeah, because um, even with uh, <clears throat> excuse me, damn, see it, it's beautiful that it's funny how I sit back and I see how everybody that I don't talk to see me grow and I'm seeing y'all grow because when I first talked to you there was no conversation of Netflix anything <laughs> uh, well, I, I mean that's not something I bring up too often but I mean a couple of years ago in 2018 I did a uh, a soap opera uh, end of the end of the series uh, for Netflix oh. it was a sex it was a sex club that they needed to set up and I had the location and I had the, the bus, I had the knowledge, obviously. So I got hired by the producer as a consultant to set up a sex club. Damn. I do, I do actually sweet. have behind the scenes video and all that stuff from, from the shoot. But um, I mean, yeah, I have a location that's not too far from Mexico city that it's enormous. It's got a ghost town. It's got an old West town. It's got a enormous three level spa there. And we reconverted. We converted the the three level spa into a sex club, literally. And uh, it's an exclusive location that I have there, thanks to a producer from uh, Mexico who is also an erotic artist. And he allows me to rent it out and to bring models there and stay. I mean, we've got two hundred and forty cabins on the site, and uh, even uh, presidents have been there. Uh, Obama visited the uh, visited the location, stayed there. That is sweet, yo. <laughs> yeah, it's so, a, it's a great place. No, go ahead, go ahead. What were you about to say? No, I was going to say, it's just a great place if anybody is looking for an unusual setting. And I mean, and we can, if there's something special that somebody, a producer wanted to do, we could actually, you know, set something up for you. We've got mm-hmm. lighting, we've got, we've got cranes, we've got, we've got everything. I mean, we've got everything that, that and, you know, if you, we don't have something that you need, we can get it. Series. So, have you done any shoots recently with any models from down there? Uh, from down here, just with a Colombian uh, Colombian girl. Uh, my girlfriend and I did a shoot uh, a couple of weeks ago, and um, yeah, basically, you know, just shooting with girls that I've been shooting with for some of them for fourteen years. And nice. uh, one of them was just interviewed on TV today, and um, she was probably the first success story of the magazine. She was a she was an escort. And uh, she came to me and we did a photo shoot, put her up on the website. She had 3,000 followers. And by the time, and that was in January when we shot and we started publicizing that, you know, what was happening and all. And by March, uh, she had, I forget, 10,000 followers. And by the time we finished um, the sex expo in July, she had close to 80,000 followers. So it was it was a climb very quickly. She appeared in my magazine. She appeared with me in Esquire magazine when Esquire interviewed me. Um, she appeared with me in GQ. Uh, we've done body taping. We've done black tape. We've done body painting. We've done uh, other magazine appearances together. We were we were inseparable. So many people thought we were a boyfriend and girlfriend for so long because we would go on trips together and stuff, and we would shoot at different locations and. You know, we sleep together and all, but we, you know, we were never boyfriend and girlfriend and we, and we never slept together, you know, type of thing. We yeah. were just, 
we were just boss and we were, as she called me boss and we were just boss and, um, and model and friends. And we, we still talk daily, you know, and she's been, she's been here since 2007 with me. She's now 45 years old, but she looks better than she did when she was 22. And, and what's her name? Which model is this one? A Lizzie Sanseth. Okay. Then I know you're talking about. Uh, and a Lizzie grew to be, a Lizzie grew to be an internationally known uh, escort content creator. I did a website for her last year. So she's got her own personal website, um, you know, and she's working hard at creating new content and stuff uh, every day. Mm. Mm. Okay. And what does she create? Does she create porn or, or she just do solo? Or? Uh, she does both. She does porn and solo. She has a, uh, a current boyfriend, I guess you would call him. Lizzie, Lizzie has a hard time keeping boyfriends. She keeps friends better than she keeps boyfriends. I'm pretty sure because <laughs> especially if you Columbia and how conservative the um, how conservative that the Hispanic population really is traditionally. Yeah. We talking about America. We talking about in those countries. Yeah, because a lot of the men probably frown upon the fact that she does sex work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's hard to connect with somebody that's non-judgmental, you know. But yeah. and in her case, even her family has known, and her daughter used to come to photo shoots with her. And when we used to go do newspaper interviews and radio interviews, the daughter would come with us as well. And now the daughter is an erotic model. Nice. Yeah. I guess, but, it family late. I guess you got it from my mama. You proven it. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, oh. I mean, she's one of the long time. I have a I have a lot of models that have been with me since the beginning. Um, some have come, some have gone, some have even come back. I just had one that uh, took a hiatus for five years, and now she's back. Mm. And she's gonna she's gonna be. We have an outdoor uh, shoot that we shot at a five hundred year old aqueduct, which was you know the ducks that carried the water in your to the different pueblos. We did a we did a photo shoot there outside at this aqueduct. It's 500 years old, spectacular shoot. Mm-hmm. So she's going to be on the cover. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to do it in April or if I'm going to do it in May. But, you know, March, you know, Lily Craven, she's there. And we're just waiting for the publisher to get it online. We had a little, a little thing there with a couple of the photos that were submitted by a model not being up to par. She tried to fake the system by taking a cell phone picture and amplifying it to 300 DPI. <laughs> but... Oh. The system pick the system picks those things up, so you're not going to get you're not going to get away with that. Uh, so, mm-hmm. system picks it up, and I, uh, they had to make some changes, edit the uh, edit out those photos. We just took them out completely because I didn't have anything to replace them with. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, we're back to republishing again. So it's in it's in the queue. It's in the queue. It should be online today. Uh, today is the publishing date. New issues come out the seventh of every month. Most definitely, most definitely. So, yes, yes, yes. It's, I always love chopping it up with the sponsors. <laughs> what, what's that? I say I always love chopping it up with the sponsors. Yeah, there you go. No period, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, the funny thing is that so many people, you know, I get, I used to get so many fans from Mexico that would write me, they would WhatsApp me and everything, and they would be like, you know, what do I got to do? How much do I got to pay to get on the set of one of the shoots? And I was like, well, why do you want to get on the set of one of the shoots? You're not going to get on and fuck the model. 
all you're going to do is come in and watch. I said, you're going to be there for 12 hours watching, watching what? Watching her do nothing. Yeah, watching her, yeah, watching her do her thing for me. And, you know, the thing is that they don't understand that in the morning you've got two hours at least of makeup and hair. And then you've got the first, the first shoot, the first, you know, wardrobe change. And then after that, you've got the change of the makeup and the hair. And then you go to the second shoot because it's always good to get two or three wardrobe changes in the same day, get three, two or three different looks. Yeah. And then you got to mean you got to do an outdoor shoot. Well, I, I that, personally, that, I happen to love outdoor. No, I'm talking about how early in the morning so you won't be, because I was always taught early in the morning, late in the evening, because you, you don't want to deal with the shadow of the sun. Well, that was before we had this incredible lighting that we have now. You know, I mean, that's the thing. And, you know, the old theory of the sun has to be, you know, behind the photographer. Yeah, yeah. that's that no longer applies because we have portable lighting, you know, that yeah. we can take out to the out to the sites. I mean, when I went up to the top See, of the I ain't volcano. Yet. <laughs> I, ain't that that? I say I'm not that advanced with the equipment yet. Yeah, I mean, we, we had to have we had to take, you know, studio, literally battery powered studio lighting up to the top of the volcano. And, you know, it was, it was literally carrying equipment, you know, uh, like three miles up to the top of the volcano in zero visibility with a light snow falling and my makeup girl retouching the, the model and the model, you know, getting out of her sweatpants and into her lingerie. And it was actually good that it was such a really bad day, zero degrees out. And, uh, you know, the model drinking her bottle of wine and the, and the thing was is that, you know, she was a lot of fun. I mean, her and I spent so many months together working constantly on her on her stuff because she was a um, she was a live Jasmine cam model. Okay. And so we were constantly updating her content. She would come and she would stay up there at the, at my house for well for weeks at a time. And and we you know we would do transmissions from the house there. And so yeah, I mean it's, there was a, I love shooting outdoors whether it's on the beach. In the mountains, if you look at the if you look at the uh, November December issue from last year, you'll see that we were shooting at the top of the edge of a cliff. And then if you go and you look at January last year, no, if you look at March last year, one year ago to this week, we were shooting at the top of a volcano in zero degree weather, and with almost zero visibility when we walked up there. They actually didn't want to let us walk up, but you know we told them what we that we were there to shoot the model. And we didn't tell them what we were shooting. We just said it was a model. And so they were like, okay, just be careful. And they were like, don't go too close to the edge. Shoot, well, that's what I'm talking about. So, Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. you've got to be adventurous. Yeah, because that's one thing that I miss, especially not having a car, was being able to drive around and do outdoor shoots and find nice spots to do those shoots. Oh, yeah. And... And then you, then you have models that don't have cars, so that don't. <laughs> yeah, I always arrange the transportation for the models to avoid. Well, here because I had a driver here, so yeah. I always arrange the models their transportation so there wasn't an issue with them getting there. The driver would pick them up at their home and then bring them right to the studio for makeup, and then from there we would go. The driver would take us wherever the location was, whether we were in the national forest, whether we were alongside a river, or we were up in the in the mountains or at the top of a volcano on the beach, whatever he would take us. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, you have to, you have to have variety in your photography, you know? And I think, you know, that people, 
people think that, you know, photographers, they get into one mode and they shoot one thing and that's it. But it's not true. A good photographer is versatile and he can adjust in any moment to changing conditions or changing situations. And I mean, that's really important. And the next most important thing after that is to deliver more than what you promised. I mean, if you're going to be a, if you're going to be a professional photographer, if you're a professional, the key is always, no matter whether your client's a couple getting married or whether it's a porn star or whether it's an aspiring model, whatever you're shooting, deliver the customer more than what you promised them. And you'll always have, you know, good comments. You'll always have happy customers and photographers, believe it or not, more than from a website or more than word of mouth is, you know, the best, your best publicity in the, in the time between 2007 and today, I've probably shot over 500 models and out of that 500 models, maybe only 75 or 80 came from my website or my Twitter. Now they may be referred and I'll give them my Twitter and Instagram accounts so they can go and look at my work, but they were actually referred by somebody else. Like right now, a model from Colombia called me and said, Hey, I have a, a friend that just arrived to Mexico. Can you shoot her? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, of course. Now my, the model that I had is no longer in Mexico. She's in Colombia, but she's got a friend who arrived to Mexico and she needs a photographer. So here I am. Yeah. And that's beautiful to be able to have that. So with that being said, my brother, because we didn't damn near hit an hour with this. <laughs> yeah, last time we did hit an hour. You remember, bro? Yes, yes, we did. Yes, we did. And it was a beautiful hour. So with that, tell everybody where they can find this wonderful magazine and what yep. they can expect from uh, what models they might be seeing in the coming months. Go ahead. Well, we we're, you, can get, you can find everything about us at eroticismmagazine.com. Uh, on the homepage, you'll find all of our editions, our current and our past editions there from 2021. Um, you'll find some news at the bottom, uh, and you'll find also we have a page called Our Girls or Eroticism Girls. And you go there, and you'll find girls all the way back to 2007 when they started with the magazine. And then you can see what some of them look like, like a Lizzie Samseth. We have from her original shoot back in 2007 to her most recent shoot. So you can see what she looks like. You know, how she evolved into an incredible 45-year-old model. Yes, yes. And, and, and like I said, and your magazine is wonderful, man. I've been checking it. I've been, I, mean, I haven't got a subscription per se, but I have been seeing what you've been posting on your Twitter. And people, y'all need to get a subscription. Y'all really do, straight up. It's, it's, it's a wonderful magazine. <laughs> and, All and these purposes. And you help and you help us stay in, uh, stay alive. And the best part is that now with the uh, in 2022, since the magazine has started selling, we are doing a profit sharing program with the models that appear and they get a they get a percentage. They don't get paid up front, but they get a percentage of the sales of the issue that they appeared in um, for every issue that they appeared in. And they get that for a period of two years. So, you know, if we sell if we sell, you know, uh, a thousand issues, they'll get a percentage of the sales from those thousand issues. And that's our goal. We need to sell a thousand issues a month, guys. Right now we're doing about 150. So, but to be able to switch over and pay models in advance and get you better content, bigger models, um, 
and and let you decide and so we can participate in these big events and things we really need to we really need sales follow us yeah. on twitter follow us on instagram um i'm sure bobby has the links there in his uh, of course description. yeah and uh so follow us there and and if anybody has any comments we're always welcome to to hear them <laughs> Most definitely. So once again, boss man, thank you for coming on the Smokers Lounge. And of course, we'll bring you back so we because he is our sponsor and we had to bring him back so he can update us on this wonderful magazine and what he got going on in the whole nine. So once again, thank you. Not only thank you for being on the show, but thank you for being a sponsor to our podcast. And trust me, every episode, they hear the link for Arise's magazine. Get it digital or get it print. Either way, just get it. That's right. And and I think Lily is actually looking to do signed copies. Yeah. I yeah. saw something like that in her Twitter today. So, yeah, thank you very much, uh, boss, for having us on. Um, I mean, I really love talking to you guys. I really love uh, talking to the public about mm-hmm. photography, about the magazine. I mean, we have a very interesting history. And so yeah. I think that what we do is very what I do is very positive. It is a one-man show. I just want to be clear about that. Uh, I do the photography. I do the editing. I do everything. Social media. Hopefully one day it won't be that way, but that's the way it is for now. So one-man show. We know they say everything takes time. Rome wasn't built in a day, and damn sure one in a week. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's for sure. Not even in six months. Not even not even in at this piece. So, people, you know how we do every day, all day, how we end this wonderful podcast. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of experience? If you didn't learn anything, smoke this over. Thank you for coming, boss man. Thank you for having me, boss. Hey, how you doing? Let me tell you about a great deal. Why don't you come on over to the premium smoke room? There ain't no smoke like premium smoke. I'm talking about four premium podcasts. I'm talking about Miss Spit Queen and the Porn Rap Star. I'm talking about Pilgrim on Wrestling. I'm talking about Causing Havoc with Princess Havoc, as well as the Read Daily Report. Oh, I'm sorry. Five. STO Dark. Plus also extra premium episodes for some of the hottest ladies and gents in the business of porn. And all this for $4.99 a month. I'm talking about five to six extra episodes a week on top of the free shit that you get. So do the math. Great deal. Only on Spotify, only on Anchor. Come check me out. Come catch this premium smoke.